Hi guys, and welcome back to the Boise Buys podcast. Today we're going to be talking about how the next two weeks, two to three weeks, are a big time for resellers. So let's get into it. So, I'd say the next, obviously, two or three weeks, we've got to be preparing for when the shops open. For the charity shops, the regular shops, the clearances in them and the car boot sales which are going to be absolutely mental because people haven't been able to sell their shit off for like almost a year so they're going to be packed so what i wanted to talk about is preparation so you want to be if you're new to the reselling or even if you've been doing it for a while you want to be doing your research at the moment be on ebay at the night time if you work a full-time job or if you're a full-time reseller get on it when you're not packing up orders and that but yeah, just you want to be researching. So if you don't know about video games, you want to be researching them. You, you want to, because you'll go to the car boot sale or a charity shop and you'll see some. You can't buy them all because 90% of them are going to be shit. So you need to know the ones that are worth £10 and up because charity shops, you'll probably pay three or four quid each. Car boot sales, you could probably get them for like a pound or two each. But obviously, there is dealers there as well that will sell you, sell you to them. Um, sell you them, sorry about that, for a price that is a bit higher than you would usually pay, but you'll still get money, make money when you sell them online, if that makes sense. The other kind of stuff you can look for is books. You want to be searching what Haynes manuals are worth money. If you've seen them before, they're the ones that you use to fix like cars and motorbikes, but they also do like spin-off ones for like the Death Star and the Star Trek Enterprise, I want to say that's what it's called. Could be completely wrong there. Might do a few train ones. So I'd say that's a good thing to look at because you always see them at the car boots. You want to look at how much they're selling for used because you're not really often going to get them new at the car boot. But if you do see them sealed, always look them up because not all of them are worth money. But there is ones that are, if you get what I mean. You also want to be looking at Harry Potter books. If you think of them, they're like everyone had them back in the day. Everyone's got them now. So if you can get the sets, the hardback sets of the original ones, if you can get the full, what is it, six books, something like that, you'll know either way. Um, yeah, if you can get the full ones hardback of the original covers, you can get like 100, 140 quid on eBay, depending on whether you've got first editions in there. I'll talk about that in a bit. But yeah, you want to be looking for the full set. If not, if you can buy them hardback separately for, I don't know, two or three quid each, it still makes it worth it. The first three, no, the first two, the Philosopher's Stone and the Chamber of Secrets, if you can pick them up for like, I'd pay even like up to a tenner each for them because the Philosopher's Stone, I think you can sell on its own for around 30, depending on the addition of it. And the Chamber of Secrets, about the same-ish. And also, if you're looking at the original covers, the Bloomsbury ones are the ones you want because they're the first editions. Not first, first editions, but these are the first uh, publisher that took the Harry Potter brand. So you want to look for them ones in the first, in the original cover. And then there was also one called Ted Smart, which if you get the first one in a first edition, you, you could probably ask 100 quid for it. But they're not worth as much as the Bloomsbury ones. So if you have a complete set of six or seven, I don't know how many books there are, I can't remember. Um, if you have a full set of Ted Smart ones, you're probably looking at the lower numbers, like 90 to £100. But if you have all Bloomsbury, all hardback, all original covers, you're probably looking 140 upwards. 
So yeah, that's just another tip for you. So Harry Potter books, to decide whether it's a first edition, it needs to be the original cover, and then you'll open it up, and on the second or third page, it'll have the printing like information, and then it'll have numbers. So if it says ten nine eight seven six five four three two one, that means it's a first edition. In some of the later books, it just has first edition printed, but don't get too excited after the third book because you find a lot of first editions in the fourth book onwards all the time. But if you can find like even the first book in like up to a seventh or eighth print in a in a Bloomsbury, you're still looking at a good money for that. Like I sold a fifth print for I think it went for four hundred pounds, and it's probably going for more than that now because the Harry Potter books just seem to be pushing up in price all the time. So yeah, that's how you look for a first edition book. I think it's the same in most of most of the books, not even Harry Potter, but like, I don't know, Lord of the Rings books and I don't know, I can't even think, Dr. Seuss maybe, a bit controversial at the moment, but we'll talk about that in a bit. Also look out for Dr. Seuss books, <laughs> even though it's controversial, pick them up. I think there's, I can't remember what the names are. There's If I Ran the Zoo and If I Ran the Circus, I think they're two that you need to look out for. Double check that because I'm not completely sure. But when they first got banned, they were selling for like 300 quid each. So if you can find them at a car boot, you've hit a gold mine. Also with the Harry Potter books, even if you're picking up the newer kind of sets, like the ones that have come out in the last 10 years, something like that, if you can get a full set, you're still looking at good money. You might get 30 quid for a paperback set. So like if you can pick that set up for a tenner, it's worth it. Because you'll be able to flip it make, I don't know, 15 quid on it after fees. So it's worth it. Also, I don't want to uh, not think about the paperback books of the originals. If you get a paperback set of the original print, you're still looking about 40, 50, 60 quid, depending on if you've got first editions in there as well. So, so I'll go off of the Harry Potter stuff now because it might be confusing you. But also you want to be looking for other book box sets. So your Lord of the Ring book box sets. I don't know if Twilight's worth anything, but I'm sure if you're selling on Amazon, you can scan it, download the Amazon app, Amazon seller app, make an account and just scan all the books at the car boot that you think are worth money or in the charity shops. If anyone asks, just say you're price checking. Some people might get shitty, but you just got to deal with it. And if, you get, if you're there to make money, you can't be worried what people are going to think. Another thing you want to look at is book sets like that came in volumes. So you have like, I've got one here, it's called... I can't read that. <laughs> but yeah, you can get like, it will say like volume 1 to 10 or something like that. So if you can find them and look them up on the spot, because people aren't going to be fighting over them, you could even probably walk off and come back to it a bit later, because not many people are buying them. But you can get sets where it's like 10 hardback books. They're asking, I don't know, a tenner. And you'll look on eBay and they'll be going for £100. It's just, you've got to pick the low-hanging fruit. Like, there's no point leaving that behind. If you've gone there to look at video games and you find that, you might only find two video games in a day that's worth 20 quid, but you've left that behind worth 100 quid. I know it's a bit more of a ball late to send it out because, yes, it's a big box, it's going to be heavy, but if you've got a printer and you've got all the... You're going to get boxes from your local corner shop, just ask them for cardboard boxes, they'll be happy to give them to you. So you don't have to pay for boxes. Get all your packaging from them as well, ask put a thing on your local Facebook page saying, does anyone have an excess of bubble wrap? Because lots of businesses do and they wanna, they'd rather give it to you than throw it in a bin. Maybe even if you pay them a fiver or something like that, who knows? But most people will give it to you for free. 
So that's for the books. You just obviously I've talked about them now. I'll move on to the next thing. You can look at toys, action figures, baby toys. I don't know what else. Electronic games like you had the old Tommy ones that were like uh, handhelds. So that kind of thing. But just do your research. If you're into toys, you'll kind of know what you're looking at already. But just spend some hours researching them on eBay. Next thing is a good thing to look at is small electronics. So you've got your radios. There's good brands like Roberts and Pure. Pure do the DAB radios and Roberts do some of the vintage ones. So you, if you spend a good few hours researching radios, I'm sure you'll find some of them at the car boots. Maybe not your first one you go to, but that knowledge will always be in your head and you'll be ready to make money when it comes. So other small electronics you can look out for, Walkman, Sony and Panasonic. And I believe there's a few other brands that you're looking at. The cassette tape ones, they sell really well on eBay. The CD Walkmans. It's amazing. You wouldn't think these are still brought because the media is like no one uses it anymore. But there's still people out there that will buy them. And there's also mini disc Walkmans, which sell for a premium. I think because mini discs weren't about for too long, but people still have like, there's a cult following for them. So if you can find that kind of thing, you're down to make... Obviously, as soon as you find it, look it up, because not everything's worth money. But 8 out of 10 times, it's probably going to be worth something. So look out for your Sonys, your Panasonics, maybe Bush in in mini discs. That wouldn't be worth as much as a Sony. If you can find them sealed, you're in for disgusting money. Like, it'll be selling used for like 60 quid, but sealed, you'll get like 250. So obviously, that's not going to come up all the time, but you might find one. Diamond in the Rough, is that what it's... I don't know, I'm chatting shit. But yeah, also look out for sat-navs. I know everyone's got their phone now, but people still use them. So if you can find them for a decent price, look them up on the spot. And then a big one is remote controls. TV remotes, DVD remote controls, hi-fi remotes, I don't know, like speaker remotes, your Bose ones. If you find Bose remotes, most of them are worth money. If you look on the remote, it'll have a model number at the bottom, so you can look that up. Always go for, like, first-party ones. So, like, if you find one that doesn't have a brand on it, I usually wouldn't touch it. But if you find, like, a Bose one and you can't find the model number, usually if you lift up the battery compartment, it'll have a model up... uh, It'll have the model number there. So there's that tip for you. But, yeah, remotes, you want to be picking them up when you can, looking them up on the spot, because not many people are looking for them. Sony's like I've sold I once brought a job lot of them for like 100 quid and I was getting there must have been 50 remotes in there so that's two quid each I was getting 10 to 20 pound each for them so that's already a great markup on them they won't sell instantly but it's just another thing it's more inventory for your store and they will sell off like every now and then and you'll get a nice little sale out of it it's a bread and butter item other electronics you can look out for if you want to get more into the bigger stuff and you're not scared of shipping just make sure you've got a lot of bubble wrap and decent boxes. So you want to be looking at DVD players. Not many of them are worth money, but I'm sure there's some that are. There's DVD recorders that are worth a lot more than a DVD players. Obviously, you've got to buy these at a price. You're kind of kind of buying them so if they are faulty, you can sell them as faulty and get your money back. That kind of thing. Or you can take a risk if it's worth good money. So the recorders are worth more than the DVD players. You want to be looking for Blu-ray players. VHS video players are worth coinage, some of them. 
absolute Kevin DeCoin. It's mad. Like, and if you can get a, a video and DVD combo, one that records as well, some of them are like hundreds of pounds. You'd think because they're videos, they're not going to be worth anything anymore. But they actually are. Like people are paying for them all the time on eBay. Obviously, you can look at more modern things like sound bars. I don't know too much about them. I probably need to do some research, but they're huge to huge to post. So there's probably more of a market because most people aren't buying them to flip because they're so big. I think the more stuff you can buy that is bigger, obviously there's more stuff you can look for and the smaller the market because most people don't want to ship it. They'll sell it local collection and get 20 quid for it. When if you could ship it, you could probably get 70 to 80 quid, something like that. Other things you can look for, you want to be looking at shoes, so used and new. So you want to be looking at your dress shoes. There's brands like Lokes that are worth good money. Like I think they're like £200 to buy new, so used you can get 60 to 100 quid sometimes. But obviously do your research before. Even trainers, some people are amazed that you can sell used trainers. But trainers are so expensive. So like I once picked up some Air Max 95s. I don't pick up many trainers, so this is just one that's stuck in my head. So Air Max 95, he had them for a fiver. I grabbed them, they were used, I sold them for 45 quid the next day. See, people are buying them used because that same pair of trainers would have been new 150 quid. So it's just, it, it's common sense really, in it, that people will buy them used because as soon as you put them on, they're used. So people are always looking for deals. So after you've done your research into that, them kind of items... And anything else, you'd be looking into glassware. I know absolutely nothing about that. I know there's something called Lalique, but I wouldn't know how to find that if I... I wouldn't know what that is if I found it. You can look into ceramics, your Moorcrofts. I'm probably I'm probably sounding like an absolute noob here, but I don't know much about ceramics. Your, your statues, your Disney statues, they're a good one. Like if, if they've actually got Disney on the bottom. And snow globes, Disney snow globes are worth crazy money. If you can pick them up for a good deal, just grab them because they're they're some of them are amazing. Obviously, you always look it up on your phone. That's that's the one rule. That's always the one rule. Look up whatever you find on your phone, just so you don't get home and you've got a load of shit in your boot. So yeah, after you've done your research into the kind of items you want to be buying and got it in your mind, so when you're walking down a car boot, you see it on the floor and you're like, "Yep, I know that's worth money." After you've done that. We need to make a plan for April the 12th. So April the 12th, the shops open again after the lockdown. So the charity shops hopefully are going to be absolutely full of inventory. Maybe not the first day they open, but maybe the in the week after they open because it depends whether they've got in there early and sorted the stock or whether they're going to open and take all the stuff in. And then the next week it will be absolutely full. But you need to make a plan. You need to plan a route. Where is, where's the um, villages or cities that have the most charity shops? Actually write it down on a piece of paper and then plan your route. Like, say you're going to go to, I live in Suffolk, so say I was going to go to Ipswich first and then you want to go along to Framlingham and, like, you want to do that kind of thing. You want to plan your whole day out. If you're, fully, if you're full-time working, you not, might not be able to do that, but you could plan it for the weekend because there'll still be some stock there, but you want to do that in the afternoon at the weekend because you've got car boots in the morning but we'll talk about that in a minute you want to be looking at what shops you're going to be hitting obviously charity shops are the main one but there's clearance sections in pretty much every shop even if you can't find them you can ask the people and be like where's, where's your clearance section i mean you'll sound like an absolute pikey but who gives a shit you're there to make money they're probably happy if you take their stock 
get talking to them as well. Tell them what you can, what you're doing. I mean, but only if you get a feeling that they're actually interested. Because if not, they might be like, oh no, we don't want to sell it to you. Like once I had a, I went to Boots clearance because sometimes the Boots clearance can be amazing. And I was scanning the items. Security guard that came and stood stood next to me. I was like, you right, mate? And he was like, what are you doing? I was like, scanning stuff. He's like, you can't do that. I was like, why can't I do that? But anyway, we had a little little argument and then the manager came over and told me to leave. So I walked out and called him a cunt. <laughs> bit, bit of a shit thing to do, but you know, I wasn't doing anything wrong. I'm sure other people go in there and price check, but don't let that put you off. Just You can still go into the shop again that you've been told off in because they'll just be happy to sell you the stuff. So don't let that story put you off. There's you can go into most shops and people will be buzzing that you'll take the inventory off them because they just want the shelf space. Uh, what? Well, yeah, so you want to be looking at clearances in shops. Charity shops, like I've said. There's also individual game shops like CEX. You can actually find deals in them kind of places. It's kind of a needle in a haystack. So whether you want to put in the work to find that, it's up to you. But there's other there's cash converters. They don't always get the price right. They're actually really good. If you go into them, because the prices might have gone up over lockdown and they've been closed all through lockdown. So you could find stuff in there and potentially make good money on it. Like before the first lockdown, they had uh, Rory McIlroy Xbox One and PS4 games for £20 each. During the lockdown the first week, they were selling for £100 each, but I couldn't get any because they were closed. But when they reopened... I got in there, brought for 20 quid, and they were selling for around 50 still. So it's still worth going, like actually going there to buy it and to sell them on. So obviously always look out for that kind of thing. You want to be obviously doing your research about when car boots are actually starting. They're not just at the weekend. There's actually week one, weekday ones. You can find them any day of the week. So you want to be researching. If you've got a car, you could travel like a couple of hours to one. Obviously look it up and see if it's actually any good even if there's no information i mean it's worth making a trip in it if you go there and it's shit you're never going to go back are you but if you go there it's a decent size and you don't find anything i'd say definitely go back again it just means either you didn't get there at the right time or the right or the wrong sellers were there so obviously always assess what you're doing so once you've found found out what car boots are on you want to make a plan like monday i'll go here wednesday i'll go to this one and then the weekend ones, if you can hit two or three on a Saturday and two or three on a Sunday, you're more likely to get stock in you and you're more likely to find deals. Obviously, you want to be looking at the ones on a Saturday and a Sunday and you want to find the ones that are the biggest and go to them first because obviously you're not going to be able to get to them all at the same time. And if you're going to get to ones later, it's going to be more the digging stage where you'll go around the car boot and you have to dig into the boxes down the side of the down the side of the tables and that but you'll still find deals there because the more knowledge you have you're not going to have not everyone's going to have the same knowledge unless you're all looking at video games because everyone knows about them so if you can find get into glassware or something like that or the small electronics you might be able to find them in in like little boxes down the side of the stands and that so it's another thing to think about but also on the weekends there is late riser ones so ones that will start like at 10 o'clock something like that so obviously go to the earlier ones and then go to them later on yeah like i said try hit two to three every saturday and sunday because the more stock you have the more money you're going to make 
but you've got to actually list it. I got stuck in this at one point. I was buying the stock, absolutely loving it, filling up my office, and then I was like, got no more money left. You know why? Because I haven't actually sold anything. So the best thing I'd say is once you've spent your day out, you might be tired, but at least have a shelf for it and organise it into what you're going to list the next day. So when you get, so say you've been to a Saturday car, but if you can't list it that day, list it the Sunday. And the Sunday stuff, if you can't list it that day, list it on the Monday. Obviously, it's still all right to have a bit of a backlog, but you don't want it to build up so much. Like I've got shitloads of stuff here that I haven't listed. And after you buy stock, you might be excited when you buy it, but the next week you've brought something else, so you're not excited about it anymore. So if you can turn over the stock as quick as possible, don't always go for the highest price. If you want, go for the lowest price. If you're still making good money and you're turning over the stock, it's worth it. Say something's sold for 25 quid before. If you sell it for 20, yeah, you've undersold it, what some people go crazy about on Instagram. But you've invested that 20 into another item, which you maybe made 30 or 40 quid profit in uh, profit on, that in the same time the other item would have sold for 25. So you kind of just got to get your plan. Are you going to be t- turning stuff over quick or are you going to be aiming high? If you're aiming high, I wouldn't recommend it. But if you've got international shipping on, on eBay, you can aim a bit higher because you opened up to the whole world, not just through the global shipping program on eBay, which is when you send it to eBay and they send it to the uh, customer, but you want to be doing your own international postage because you'll be sending to countries that eBay don't send to and you'll be able to get it to them quicker than eBay will themselves. So you can actually charge a premium on your postage and make a couple of quid here and now on here and there on the postage. So that's another thing to look into. When you're out and about, when you've actually made your plan, when you're going to the charity shops, talk to the people in there. This Most of the time it's old people, so you want to talk to them in, in a more soft tone just to just so they don't find you threatening or anything like that. Don't go in there with your hood up. Don't go in there with a baseball cap on. Or if you do, just eye contact and talk slow, talk softly and slowly to them and just smile on your face old people love a smile <laughs> but yeah just talk to them tell them what you're doing say you're looking for video games say is there any chance you've got video games they might go in the back and pull out some madnesses or they might say we don't at the moment but if i take your number we can call you in the future when we get them in that kind of thing if you could just talk to people tell them what you're looking for like i once spoke to someone in the charity shop i think i said it in the past video i once spoke to him in the charity shop and it ended up being a year-long well, a couple of years long contact where I go there in the morning after a car boot sale and fill the rest of my car with stuff from there and give them three, four, five hundred quid that day, which, but I'd make, I don't know, three, four times my money on it. But they're just happy because they get the stuff for free. They're just happy to turn it over because they get so much stock in. So if you talk to them, they'll probably be over the moon with being able to make, I don't know, three or four hundred quid in a day because that usually probably takes them a long time. So just get out there and talk to people in the charity shops, in the shops with clearance, maybe not the Tesco's because they don't give a shit. But Tesco clearance and I'd say the supermarket clearance, you've got to be a bit more careful. If you're going to be selling them items, you need to list them straight away. You either need to be the first one in or the last one out. Because if you're battling about in the middle ground, there's just going to be people undercutting your price and it's going to take away all the profit, especially on Amazon. If you're selling these this kind of these items on Amazon, you need to be the first one in or the last one out, like like I said, 
because the penny pushers on there, they'll just drop it by a penny every like second just to try and get that next sale. So yeah, and so once you've sorted out what car boots you're going to be going to, you want to sort out your car boot tactics. <laughs> this sounds a bit extreme, but car boot sale tactics are real. Obviously the main one, you want to get there as soon as it opens. If you have to queue before it, that even open the field, get there. Because even if it's dark, get there. Get a little head torch. You'll look like an absolute tryhard. But you will make you will make money. Like I once that went there, it was pitch black. I had my phone light. And this woman put out this box that looked like a load of shit. I started going through it and there was a Polly Pocket set in there. Polly Pockets are vintage ones. If you don't know, they're worth coinage. Especially if you have the actual dolls. And this was a Cherished Teddies one. So I got that. I saw it. Opened it up. There was a Teddies in it. I thought... Surely it's worth like 15, 20 quid. Brought off her, she said she wanted two quid. Got it home, it's worth £55. No one else had tried to go through that box because it was just all like pens and forks and all that shit. And then that was just sat there. So that's just another thing. You've got to dig in stuff. You've got to be the first ones there. Because I'm sure if I hadn't brought that, there would have been someone who came over after and grabbed it. So always get there as soon as it opens. Be ready. If... If you're not too embarrassed, I've actually got one of them granny trolleys, which I probably look like a bell end with it, but it saves you time. If you're buying stuff all the time, you don't want to be going back to the car and missing items. So you can just fill that up with inventory that you've brought. And then obviously you have to reload it, re, uh, I mean offload it at the car, like less time than if you were carrying it in your arms. So I'd say get one of them, they're like 20 to 30 quid on eBay. You will look like a bell end. And you will look weird as fuck. But if you're not worried about that, if you're just there to make money, who gives a shit? That's what I'm more like. Like, there might be people staring at me like, what the fuck has he got? But I'm like, I've got like 500 quid worth of profit in my bag, so who gives a fuck? (laughs) Sorry about the language. But yeah. Also, when you first get there, don't waste your time getting a burger or a drink or a hot drink there. Have something before you go. You might have to wake up at like four or five in the morning. But if you can eat something before you go there, you won't waste your time picking up the the um, burgers and the uh, coffees because you would have already had it and you won't miss the deals, the first deals when you get there. If you get there first and you get like some food or drink, there was no point in you getting there first, was there? Because you already missed out on the first deals. But if you have done that, don't think, oh shit, that's ruined my day. Just go to the ones that are newly arriving. And go to them and speak to them. Just be like, if you're looking for video games, have you got any Xbox or PS3 games? If you're looking for toys, have you got any, I don't know, whatever toy you're looking for? Have you got any Walkmans? Have you got any Harry Potter books, Pokemon cards? They're going to be a big one this year. Everyone's going to be asking for them. But if you're the first one to the car and they pull out a folder of shiny Charizards and they want, I don't know, 40 quid for it, you're going to be in your money, aren't you? You're going to buy it and you'll probably make, I don't know, four or five hundred quid. It's not going to happen all the time, but that is the kind of deals you will find. Like, even if it's already on the desk, like I said earlier, not everyone has the same knowledge. So people will be unloading. And if you're talking to the people and tell them what you want, they'll give it to you first. So you can look at it first. So you obviously always talk to people, always tell them what you want. Some of them obviously are going to just tell you no straight away because they're a bit flustered, but always come back a bit later. Don't be too strong with them. Don't be like, have you got any Pokemon cards? <laughs> Just be like, excuse me, mate, have you got any Pokemon cards at all? And a little smile on your face or something. And they're more likely to like talk to you because you look more approachable. 
So obviously, if it's a loud person, be loud with them. But you just got to judge how you feel of each person. But yeah, that's pretty much what I wanted to say. Also, when people come, don't climb in the back of their boots. Like I said before, talk to them, tell them what you want, and they'll be happy to give it to you. When you're walking down the the uh, lanes of the car boot, look for the stuff you're the more expensive stuff first, but obviously always have your mind open for other stuff you know is worth money. I usually go through the car boot, rush through like for the first hour, like through the ones that have just arrived. Once you've done the first couple of lines and there's more people arriving, don't really go back to them until later on because the more people arrive, the more likely you're going to get their good stuff. So I usually go through the newer people, like I just rush through them all the time and then when it comes to... I know eight nine o'clock maybe half seven I'll go back and do a whole like lap of the whole car boot sale and sometimes you can still pick up some mad deals I remember once I picked up a Harry Potter scene it I mean it seems like a big Harry Potter episode but it's a Harry Potter scene it it's like a square box one if you find that it's worth good money I saw it on the floor it was on the first line so everyone's seen that and it was 50p I picked up and at that point on Amazon it was selling for like 45 to 55 quid so I think I got around 50 quid for it. and But now I think it's dropped around 35-ish, maybe around 30, but always check. But yeah, you can still find deals. Obviously, you just have to dig a bit more and open your mind to the board games. Like, I always do a board games lap at the end and grab whatever I think is worth money. Well, that I know is worth money in my head. But if you don't know, obviously, like I've said, research on your phone. So I hope this episode hasn't been too, like, manic but I just wanted to talk to you guys about even if you're first starting with the reselling like what kind of stuff to look out for and to do your research now before the shops open again because I want to see you all doing madnesses I want to see you picking up the maddest stuff I'm going to be there filling my car at the car boots every week I'll probably do some videos on my Instagram if you want to check that out it's clickright c-l-i-c-k-w-r-i-g-h-t so if you check me out on there if you go out and find some items, send them to me. I'd love to see what you've picked up. I'll probably tag you in my story. Not that that really matters. But yeah, get out there, guys. I hope you do well. Do your research now. Pick up some great items and just absolutely bang it. I hope it all goes well for you. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. Hope you've enjoyed it and I'll speak to you on the next one.